is CAA On Air. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next edition of CAA On Air, the podcast from the Civil Aviation Authority. I'm Jonathan Nicholson from the communications team, and we have an innovation theme today, future air mobility. Uh, I'm glad to say I'm joined by my colleague from communications, Nathan Lovett, uh, along with Angela Lynch and Sonia White from the innovation team. So, um, Nathan, let's go for it. Hi, everyone. Um, yeah, Angela, I was hoping before we get started into the detail of this, can you give us a quick introduction about what do we mean when we talk about new and future air mobility concepts, including UAM? What do, what do we mean by that? It's a great question to start with. Um, so when we talk about looking at future air mobility, what we really mean is that we're exploring different concepts that industry is developing to move passengers from A to B by air. We aren't limiting this to a single aircraft type or a service model, but we are considering the different drivers behind these concepts. The main ones include the development of new aircraft designs. We're seeing investment in urban mobility and also a drive for finding sustainable solutions such as electric powered aircraft. So, Within this work, then, we're really talking about exploring some of the concepts that are also being commonly termed as things like urban air mobility or advanced air mobility, which is also an increasingly common term. That all sounds really, really exciting. And I know, obviously, we we reach out to others because we, 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 we as a regulator can facilitate etc but obviously we need industry to to actually be involved in this and Sonia perhaps you could tell us about how we do that I know we have the sandbox and there's a future air mobility sandbox challenge so how, how does that work what what do people do that are involved in that and how are they they sort of help yeah so in May this year we launched the future air mobility sandbox um, the purpose of this is really to explore with industry the various challenges surrounding these new types of operation, new concepts. So, for example, we'd be looking at aspects like technology, ground infrastructure, integration with other airspace, safety and security, and then also things like passenger journey and consumer protection. So being part of the sandbox gives innovators the opportunity to work directly with the regulator to test their novel solutions in a safe environment. Um, so through this, they'd be assigned a dedicated case officer who would support them through the sandbox process and then also facilitate conversations with relevant experts within the wider CAA. Um, so we're always interested in working with any new organizations or consortiums who could propose a pro- project um, which aims to address one or more of the, the challenges around future air mobility. Um, applications for our first available slot closed in July, and we should be announcing the successful participants shortly. Um, but we're actually still accepting applications for future slots. So would encourage anyone with a project idea relating to future air mobility to get in touch, um, either through our website or through email. That's great. And if, if a company does have a solution around future air mobility, what, what do they need to do? What would you recommend they do? Um, is there anything they need to have prepared when they first make contact with us? And what is that process that they need to go through? Yeah, so we would always welcome any communications from anyone if they want to understand the process. But generally speaking, um, firstly, the organisation would need to read through the challenge brief. Um, this is on our website. 
And this details the kinds of things that we're looking for in a project and also how to apply. And the main part of the application process is to write what we call a concept of operations or CONOPS document. So this should provide an overview of the project, what it aims to achieve, how the organization will achieve it, and then the kind of support that they need from the CAA and the Innovation Hub specifically. Um, they'd also need to provide indicative timescales and commitment that they have the necessary resource, finances, et cetera, in place to support the project. So we've actually got a really useful guidance document on how to put together a CONOPS, and um, that's CAP 1907, and that's on our website as well. So once the organization has submitted their CONOPS, it goes through an internal review process, which involves panel members from all the relevant areas of the CAA. Um, if successful, they would be invited to join the sandbox and we'd kick off with signing NDAs and MOUs um, and then develop a technical proposal document which lays out the project and ways of working with the Innovation Hub and CAA. We've spoken about uh, technology, about the, the uh, fact that people will be working on the actual devices and how they integrate with airspace. But I guess there's a lot more to it than that. We've spoken about uh, social licenses and the need for the, the wider public to actually uh, accept these new innovations. Um, and is that part of what we'll be doing in this work as well? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a it's a key part. It's a vital part. Um, if we take a subsection of future air mobility concepts, um, if we look at urban air mobility specifically in the way we're thinking that industry is talking about potentially introducing a significant number of smaller aircraft to fly frequently at reasonably low levels in and around office and residential buildings um, from one side of a city to another. From a mobility perspective, this is hugely exciting, offers lots of benefits, but aside from requiring a, an incredibly high level of safety, of course, um, we're also dealing with the potential for aircraft being visible and particularly audible to large numbers of people on the ground. You know, so that straight away raises lots of questions about social acceptance and, and how people will actually feel about these plans and these operations. And it's why we're urging industry and government stakeholders to sort of work together on the wider social considerations as to just what the effects of air mobility um, concepts could be, whether it's forming part of the wider transport network or what it's addressing in terms of real public needs. From a CAA perspective, we can support, raise awareness of some of these aspects. We're seeing increasingly regional and city-focused interest groups sort of coming along, being prepared to gauge public opinion on this topic to, to help industry to understand what is really important and some of the areas they need to address. Thanks, Angela. And are you able to tell us anything about how the CAA is working with industry groups and what we're doing in that area? I'd say it's a it's an evolving um, evolving situation. Um, so we are sort of joining industry groups that have been set up. We are having, as Sonia highlighted, this sort of one to one um, conversations through things like the regulatory sandbox and also through our gateway, where we receive individual comments. 
we're also a part of some of the, the high profile initiatives that we're seeing in the UK backed by the government. Um, Future Flight Challenge, uh, which listeners may be aware of, is, is one such initiative, which again is taking a very holistic approach and it's, it's asking the right wider questions um, really exploring all of the dimensions of these concepts and what it means far beyond the, the aviation sector itself. Uh, thanks. Yes, I, I think yeah, we'll see a lot more of that kind of international and national joined up work. And I think, um, Sonia, this might be one for you. Um, I presume we, when we see these challenges, it's not one company that comes in with a pitch and says we can cover, you know, the, the making of the machine, the the UTM, the airspace, the landing sites. Um, I presume it will be a collaboration, a coordination between a number of companies. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's essential really to think about the total system in order for this, the future air mobility concepts to become a reality. So, you know, we can't, we can't have infrastructure developers working independently from the vehicle manufacturers who are ultimately going to use their vertiports or, or other platform. And as I mentioned um, before, integration with the wider aviation industry is going to be so important for this to work. So I think both we as a regulator and the industry need to be thinking about the end-to-end operation and how it all works together. So thinking about, you know, from the passenger booking the flight through to arriving at the vertiport, boarding the flight itself and disembarking at the other side. And then throughout each of those steps, how the core principles of safety, security and consumer protection have been considered. And do we think that the worldwide and in industry that's that's accepted that's kind of a given are are we seeing that people are working together and trying to drive to a a common set of standards or common set of systems absolutely so again we're we're dealing with organizations that are competitive but given the nascent state of the market they also recognize that they have to work together. Collaboration is is absolutely key. And this goes for the sort of technical aspects we see in some of the sort of industry-led standards groups um, that we're, we've got competitors for them in the market working side by side to find solutions to the types of equipment or systems that aircraft might need in future to work with with regulators as well to sort of unlock some of these these big technical challenges but also we do see companies and industry working together to communicate to the public to build up an image to answer questions on what exactly it is that they're proposing what do they see the urban air mobility sector looking like in future as well so you know that there will come a stage perhaps where companies do want to to keep a bit more distance from some competitors but at the moment um you know there's very much an idea that that everybody needs to work together in order to make this a reality what are we looking at in terms of next steps and timescales from here is there anything you else able to tell us around when some of these things might progress to market or certification of aircraft, that type of thing? 
As always, it's really difficult with these things. And again, um, taking future air mobility as, as such a, a broad range of concepts, I'm sure there's there's lots of different opinions out there on timings. So when it comes to the aircraft itself, you know, there are now a number of regulators worldwide that are developing very quickly certification for EV tall aircraft, large scale passenger drones as well. And, you know, these certification processes, they are complex and um, generally take a a case by case approach because there are so many different elements um, and different concepts to consider. But when we talk about when will the first aircraft be certified or the second or the third, um, we are talking about fairly near time. Term. I mean, people believe quite rightly that we will see these in one, three, five years. There are other elements of future air mobility that it's hard to see that will happen nearly as quickly. There are technologies that will be required, detect and avoid systems or electronic conspicuity. Um, in some of the concepts, these will be absolutely vital to make sure that the aircraft can operate where it wants to safely. And some of these technologies will still need 5, 10, 15 years to be progressed. But really, this work has begun. So again, I think we see the market as developing iteratively. We might see the sort of the first signs, as you like, um, within the next few years. And then we might see a slightly more mature market in 10 years. And then, you know, an efficient and effective full scale market 10, 20 years. So it's really hard to give an exact time. But I, I think, you know, there's no doubt that this will develop We'll also be announcing the successful participants in our first future mobility sandbox slot soon. Um, so as this project progresses and also our wider work on future mobility and the supporting concepts, um, we'll be publishing key findings and think pieces, which will all be available on our website. Brilliant. Uh, so thank you both. Thank you, uh, Sonia and Angela, for that. Um, some really exciting stuff that, you know, I think UK and UK CAA are at the forefront of. You can find out more on this work at, on our website at caa.co.uk forward slash innovation and specifically in the, in the challenges section for what we've been talking about today. Um, Thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, As usual, any suggestions for future podcasts, please email us at uh, caaonair at caa.co.uk. And thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. This is CAA On Air.